Not content with your content? You've come to the right place. The Discontent Show with Joe Kuzma. Every brand starts with a story. Here's how you can grow your business by sharing it. Now, with today's topic, the host of The Discontent Show, Joe Kuzma. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Discontent Show. My name is Joe Kuzma, and today, you know what? I've got another interesting topic. It's going to maybe come off a little differently than I wanted to phrase it as a title, but it's very hard and to be specific on how to increase your social media presence, how to get more followers on your social media platforms, et cetera, et cetera. Because whenever you visit some of this stuff on the web, you see someone else's blog or an article from one of these larger websites, they're going to tell you all of the same, you know, baloney, basically. They're going to tell you all the things that I have been going through as far as, you know, being consistent with your posting, doing it several times a week, doing it on certain days and times, knowing how to reach your audience, knowing how to be human, um, just some of the most uh, obvious kind of stuff, I guess, or maybe not so obvious, but this isn't necessarily you know, where, where and when you post, it's, this is more how you post and how you can attract more people to your brand, to your profiles, and maybe ultimately make a sale if that's your ultimate goal, or at least get more eyeballs on your product or service. And a lot of it, I know I said be human, but a lot of it is just interacting with people. And if you have a very kind of generic profile, even myself, I try and go with my personal with the Joe Kuzma as my branding because it just relates on a more personal level. However, if you're not at that type of personal level, there are certain ways you could post things in order to make it appear that way. And one of them just is engaging with people. Um, use this profile to talk with people, to comment, to reply on other posts. And I'm going to talk about Facebook. I'm going to talk about Twitter. I'm going to talk about Instagram. I'm going to talk about those three primarily. Uh, a lot of the other stuff will carry over. You'll see a lot of the same tactics used on YouTube. And basically the biggest one is, and, and it used to be even bigger back when Twitter was a lot younger. And it doesn't necessarily have the same uh, effect anymore because so many people do it. And so many people do it just to build Build up their, you know, build up some of these fake accounts on Twitter and then try and sell them off because they have 10,000 followers. And a lot of those are fake accounts that they own themselves and they follow back. And there's no harm, actually, if you have your own personal account and you haven't done this already, like with Twitter or Facebook or anything like that, follow your own profiles. Sharing your own information or sending a retweet from your personal account, uh, from something that's from your business or your side hustle or your hobby, that's just as important. That's amplifying it because you have a whole other audience that you're trying to find. You may have heard me talk about this once before, and that's when you start from a very personal level. You're only really reaching your circle of friends and family, right? If you draw this circle on a piece of paper, and I may have done this exercise with you before, so bear with me because it definitely is worth repeating. <laughs> when those are just your friends or family, you have that one circle, then you have to find another circle which overlaps. And as you find other circles that overlap, which are, you know, 
any any other accounts that you may own. It may even be other friends that you have, other businesses, partners, colleagues, any type of advocates that you find that have a following that are able and willing to share your information. And this works great on uh, all three, well, not on Instagram, obviously, because you can't easily share, but they can at least tag you in some different stuff. And I'll talk about tags here in a second because they work differently across all platforms and it could be a headache there too, especially if you use my advice to use like Hootsuite or Buffer to hit multiple social media uh, platforms, you know, in one fell swoop. Yeah, try tagging people on that, but I'll speak about that in a second. Um, basically, you know, with these circles that overlap, once you get enough of them that overlap with your own circle, they're going to start to connect to other circles outside of your original circle that you don't, you know, it's kind of like, um, when you tell somebody something and they tell a friend and they tell a friend and you don't know who that other friend is. And that's kind of what social media is. That's amplification is the term that you want for that. And then you could take your finger and draw a great big circle around that. And that biggest circle starts to expand as you gain some influence, as you become set as an expert in your field, et cetera, et cetera. So as you have that social media influence, a lot of other things, it's like a snowball rolling downhill. Once you get the ball going, it's just going to keep growing. So can continue to um, engage with anyone that's out there because you just never know who's going to become an advocate of your uh, of any of your posts, any of your information, your products, your services, etc. I sometimes I sound like a broken record with that, but I want to make sure that you know this any of the information that I give here is good from somebody who runs like a factory or a bigger business all the way down to somebody who may just be gardening and selling some vegetables at, at you know, a corner um, fruit and vegetable stand or farmer's market or something. So uh, bear with whenever I say products or services or whatever, it, it pertains to everyone here. Cause ultimately I think when you're doing this type of stuff, you're, you're trying to build your platform and whether you're selling something or not, there's still an investment in, you're still hoping to get something in return, whether it's financial or not. So it does cover for anybody here, just to clarify. So as you grow these platforms, it's going to help you increase awareness about your brand. So when you're on Facebook, that could be a little interesting. Facebook is always tinkering with things. They really aggravate the heck out of me, quite frankly, but it's the largest platform. So you got to play in their sandbox. I mean, especially now, used to be just throw some stuff on Google Plus. A few people were out there and it shows up in Google search engine, but now there's no Google Plus. <laughs> so Facebook is the big one. Uh, Facebook's the one that if you put any money into advertising, that's where you probably want to do it. The second biggest one I like is probably YouTube if you have video content. Uh, Twitter for you know, paid advertising, just it doesn't get in, in front of enough eyeballs for me to find the return on the investment. So if you're on Facebook, and I'm not telling you to just spend money, but that is one way to reach more people, obviously. But if you're looking for organic, which is just a, you know, cheap word for free uh, way of doing it, that then you got to be a little more creative. You might want to tag some people in some posts. You may want to share it from your personal profile. If you belong in groups, which has become a little more hectic now, probably in the last month or two, you used to be able to just share anything 
uh, as your personal self from one of your Facebook pages to another group. And now all of a sudden it's like you got to jump through hoops, make sure you're on the right account, this and that. And you might not be able to share the actual post that came from your page, which had a great benefit of doing rather than just linking to something on your website or just posting the photo as yourself. What I'm, what I'm trying to get at is, is sharing the original post. And Facebook has downplayed some of this and, and made it very difficult for business pages to gain new followers. Probably in the last year or two, things have been very stagnant. I think there's also been a backlash, you know, when it comes to like fake news and all kinds of things like that, that have been in the media. No matter which side of the fence you're on, you could agree that uh, social media has been kind of, um, I hate using the word toxic, but at times it can be. But people are still on it. I think some people return to it. I think some people have maybe stopped using it as much as maybe they did in the past. But mo for the most part, they're all still there. So it shouldn't discourage you and be like, well, I'm just not going to be on Facebook at all because everybody on there is just negative and this and that. It's just part of you know the territory that comes along with any of these things. As you know, I think it's like one in seven um, – reviews or feedback that usually come to a business, only one of those is usually positive. Um, people are more compelled to complain that and be negative than they are, you know, giving any type of praise towards anything. So when you get that praise, it's always good to, and this is part of the engagement, say thank you. Uh, like the comment if it's on Facebook. Retweet it if you're on Twitter. It shows other people that, hey, you know what? This is kind of cool. I'm going to check this out. This person thought this was really good. And, and that's kind of how you're starting to build a rapport with your audience. And, you know, sharing's caring. You're sharing their stuff. Now maybe they will share yours, you know? So give them a little bit of love back to or to anyone else that you may partner with in this same way. Now, I, I was talking about the Facebook groups, and there's always these little buttons like you have to change, you know, different uh, who you're posting as and things like that. And now they've made it almost that pages are pretty much like people again. And I think in some cases, you may have to actually be part of the group or have some kind of permission um, from the actual group in order to post things from the page. So just be careful. And then, you know, groups themselves have their own rules. But if you're allowed to promote something in there, by all means do so. And if, you know, if you can't promote the exact post from your page, the reason you get a little more juice from that is, is that it has all your branding tied into it. And usually it has a little button that says like page, uh, rate built into that post. So if you don't already like the page, there's a thumb there, a button used to actually say like page. I think it's just the thumb, uh, thumbs up icon now. And then that helps you gain some more followers because you just make it that much easier for people to find you. The reason I say groups, when you post in groups, uh, even opposed to posing, uh, posting personally, Facebook has put an emphasis on groups in recent years, especially within the last few months. They've changed the app. I think you've seen it. If you use it on your phone, there's a little tab at the bottom, and it'll show you everything that's brand new from the groups that you follow. And groups uh, tend to alert you when there's new posts in those groups. When, you know, average Joe, like myself, Joe Kuzma, goes and posts something as himself, you know, um, Bob posts something. You don't always get those alerts unless you specifically follow those people. And I don't necessarily, if you hadn't engaged with anybody that's a, a friend or family member, how many of you have like 1,500 friends on Facebook and you only see stuff from the same 20 people? It's because those are the people that you're most active with. So it doesn't necessarily mean when you share it personally that it's going to get seen. When you share it on your own business page, it doesn't mean that it's going to get seen by maybe 18 to 20% of your organic followers 
because Facebook has put those restrictions in place and then they want you to pay to reach that other 80% basically. That other 80% 80 that follows you, some of that may be fictitious too. As I said, some people leave Facebook, deactivate accounts. Unfortunately, you know, there's other circumstances too. I mean, people, you know, uh, they expire. They, they, you know, if someone passes away, then they're no longer on Facebook, but that account may have still been following you. And unless family members have any control over that. So it's not quite the 80%, but I think you get my uh, drift there without trying to be too grim. So th there's just some, you know, there's a lot of factors in there. And I want you to understand that when it comes to the numbers, it's not to discourage you because if you hit something like that in an 18 to 20%, let's say, I don't know, uh, I'm trying to think here. If you had 4,000 followers on your Facebook page, which is a very great number, I don't think that, you know, if you're in that direction, you're headed in the right direction. If you only have 1,000, don't be discouraged. If you have 100, everyone starts somewhere. But the whole point is, is if you have 400 and you're only, uh, if you have 4,000, you're only reaching 400 to 800 people, that's actually, you're not doing too bad. I don't want anybody to feel discouraged and stop because then when you stop and you're doing nothing, you're going nowhere. Um, Another tactic just specifically for Facebook, well, it's not just Facebook, but it, Facebook works a little differently because you don't see the little at symbol, right, when you tag somebody and you try and tag their page. And it could be a real pain in the butt, too, because the search feature is so just wonky that you can't always find what you're trying to tag. You may actually have to, if you're... Uh, doing this in advance, hopefully you're not doing this on like a handheld device like a tablet or a phone or something like that where it's harder to – you close whatever you're working on and you back out of it and then you can't get back to it, right? Uh, but if you're doing this on a computer, open a new window or tab or do this in advance and make sure you get whatever the username is uh, off of the Facebook page of whoever you want to tag or if it's a profile, some people don't allow you to tag them, and that happens too, so just be aware. But like in the example of, I mean, it's really easy on Twitter, right? You, you hit the at symbol, and usually something starts to pop up, and whoever you follow or have engaged with recently on Twitter are usually the ones at the top of the list. Sometimes you have to do the same type of copy-paste tactic uh, across all of the platforms I'm talking about today, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to tag someone. But when you tag them, it's going to alert them that you posted and sometimes they'll share it as well. So it reaches a whole other audience that's that other person's audience. So if you've done a collaboration with someone or if you've gotten some type of a piece of content, it's courtesy of someone you worked with anyone, uh, try and do that. Now, just be aware if you're using one of these tools that blasts out to all places at once. You know what I'm talking about. Deliver it, Buffer, Hootsuite, uh, what, Sprout Social, some of these other ones that are out there. If you do that, the tags don't always line up and they're not consistent or the same across all platforms. And I know that goes against what I've what I preach. But sometimes it's just impossible because you may have gotten on Facebook first as a business and two years later you get on Twitter and your same tag, you know, you have, I don't know, generic restaurant is your name or you're the famous restaurant. How many famous restaurants are there or something like that? It's kind of like the joke with Seinfeld with uh, Ray's Pizza in New York. I think there's like 60 of them <laughs> and some of them are original Ray's or the, the original original Ray's or something like that. So uh, we'll use Ray's Pizza as the example here. You may have have to be like Ray's Pizza NYC or something like that on uh, Twitter because when you got Ray's Pizza on Facebook, you were the only one. It was available. It's just like getting a .com name. Then it's not available on Twitter or 
Instagram, but try and uh, keep those aligned as much as possible. And if you have a unique brand name, then you're in luck. You may have it across all three, which is really cool. Uh, even myself, I mean, I have Joe underscore Kuzma just because, I mean, there are other Joe Kuzmas out there in the world, or so uh, Google tells me when I search my name. But <laughs> uh, they hadn't gone out on the platform now without the underscore that I couldn't get it. Somebody else had it. Or I signed up for it, you know, in the dark ages and I forgot the password, which, you know, isn't like me, but you never know. Things happen. So, uh, but I digress anyways. Make sure you get the right person when you're tagging. Um, the tagging thing is pretty simple, though. You just hit, like, in, you just hit the little at symbol. Um, if you're using a keyboard, you know, that's like a shift and it's above the two. It's the same thing that's used in your email address. And then you start to type away and you could tag someone and that's going to alert them whatever platform they're on that you tag them. Even on uh, Instagram, it will, but Instagram doesn't have the sharing features and, uh, but it will show in somebody else's profile. Usually if they're tagged, there's another tab as you'll see, and you'll see posts that you were tagged in and that helps you to interact with people and it'll get you, you know, some decent ground there because Instagram isn't always, sometimes they have some suggested posts or in the next case, when you search for something and you're, let's say you're searching for someone else or some, or somebody searching for someone that you tagged in a photo, you're going to show up in that search too. And if you have, you know, similar content, or something that they're interested in that's going to help you out as well. So don't think it's just a waste or a throwaway, even if the other person doesn't acknowledge it, because sometimes they're not on social media or they're not good at it. And, you know, you just just do your goodwill and don't worry about what everyone else does. You can only control what you can control, right? So I hope that helps at least, you know, the Facebook end. Um, just be careful with that. Sometimes with the pages and stuff, the privacy, the security, it's hard to tag someone else in a post, but try your best if you can. Don't forget about sharing. Twitter's the same thing because you could tag. It's a mention. That's what they call it. If you use it as the very first thing in your tweet, you have to put a period or a dot, whatever you want to call it, ahead of the at symbol or else the rest of the world won't see it because Twitter will acknowledge that as a reply to somebody. Uh, whenever you reply, usually their, their uh, Twitter handle with that little at symbol ahead of it is the very first thing in the tweet. And so Twitter doesn't show that to the rest of the world if somebody has any alerts or anything else. Even on your main page, if you notice on Twitter, there's tweets and then there's tweets and replies, which shows all of your replies. So if you start a tweet with an ampersand to mention someone, make sure there's a dot ahead of it. Or just add a word or two if you can. I know in some cases that's just not going to be feasible. Um, obviously, on Twitter, you could retweet, you could reply, you could also do favorites too. You know, you could like everything. Uh, that will stay in a repository also on your main profile. So if there's certain things that could be a little controversial or inflammatory to your brand that you don't want to associate it, whether you agree with it or not, sometimes you just can't like, like or favorite it and you don't want it just sticking kind of there, okay? Um, on Instagram, obviously, you could hit the little heart symbol too and like something. You can't share anything, like I said. There are tools that will allow you to tag somebody else's photo and it puts it in there and then it mentions them and stuff like that. But it gets nowhere near the amount of traction that sharing something on Facebook or Twitter will because it doesn't include the original post or any links or paths to it other than the mention of that person. But if you want to do something like that, you have to use a third-party program on Instagram. There's some. There's one that's called Regret. 
Instagram, and it's kind of all automated. It's a phone app. It's free. You know, you, you hit a thing. It copies the image. It copies text. It does this and that. It's pretty cool, but myself personally, I like to keep my Instagram uh, full of just my own original content. And if there's somebody that's involved with that, then I'm going to tag them and make sure uh, I include them in on the goodness there. The final thing I want to talk about is, and this one may seem more or less obvious, people ask what to do with hashtags. And I remember I was talking with a client not too long ago that asked about using 25 hashtags at once in one post. I was like, holy cow, that's a lot. What you want to do is is hashtags have a, have a purpose because this is how people, they get hyperlinked and this is how people link and categorize everything on the web. So if you did a hashtag for social media and there's like, and on Instagram it's cool because it'll tell you how many, uh, people are actively searching or engaged or posting about that stuff, and it might be like a million. And then you go and put in social media marketing, and it's not so much. It's like 500 people, and you could just disregard, and you don't have to load up with 25 hashtags. Uh, I, I think the more hashtags, the more distracting. I don't mind using hashtags within like your sentence within your copy. So if you have a word that could be hashtagged, let's say how to more effectively use social media in your marketing campaigns and you want to make social media one word in that sentence and hashtag it, it's better to do it that way and it reads a little more naturally than just tossing it back in at the end and then it, it probably gets ignored because there's going to be a ton of hashtags. Uh, but it also allows you to save some uh, valuable character space because you're only permitted so many characters in a post on Twitter. When you do it on Facebook, once you get to about the third line or so, it's going to break off to re to see more in a lot of cases too. So it'll truncate and then you have to expand it. So when you're trying to get your message out, you got to be short and sweet and simple and just do that. And then of course, Instagram really downplays even text. It's I mean, it's heavily graphic, heavily focused on photos and images, but you still want to have that stuff in there because it's going to help you uh, it's going to help strangers find you. That's the best way to say it. You don't know who these any of these people are, and you're hoping to have them discover you. So why not use hashtags? It's definitely something that you should do. So um, aside from that, if you have valuable content and you're doing these things and you're doing them on a consistent basis and you at least let people know that you have these platforms, if you happen to have something else like a website or email, by all means, make sure you have icons or links or or something of that nature that tells people that you're on Facebook, that you're on Twitter. Um, you know, I, I always see like, you know, you walk into a store and you see they have the little icons on the door or they put them in a flyer or something like that. Uh, that sometimes that like it, it's like okay you're letting them know that you have that you're there that you're on in these spaces but if you don't tell them if you have to let's say do something like the race pizza nyc they're not going to be able to find you so keep that in mind as well sometimes it's better to maybe not have all that on there if it junks things up but if you could fit it in there and you could be specific you got a spoon feed here make it as easy as possible for everyone to find you. I, I think this is going to really help grow your audience. You're going to find more people uh, commenting. You're going to find that you're going to get more likes, more followers, and that snowball is going to start to roll downhill. So I hope you found all of this information to be 
uh, helpful, informative, <laughs> as I always hope that everyone does. So my name's Joe Kuzma, and until next time, don't forget, you can find me on my website over at joekuzma.com. I'm sure it says it at the end here too, but some people just skip right by it. And uh, if you happen to be listening on YouTube, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe as well. Until next time, I encourage all of my listeners to be safe, be good, and I'll catch you later. Hi folks, this is Joe Kuzma. <laughs> no, don't worry, you're not hearing things twice. I'm just here to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you for listening to today's show and being a follower and subscriber of the Discontent Podcast. And I want to remind you that if you're interested in more information about all the various things it is that I do, whether it be about this show, content marketing, or you want to ask a question, you may visit me at joekuzma.com. That's J-O-E-K-U-Z-M-A dot com. Or you can follow me as well on Facebook. Make sure you get the page and not the personal profile. Sorry, it's only for friends and family. Also on Twitter at Joe underscore Kuzma, LinkedIn or Instagram. Also, don't forget, if you haven't already, subscribe, whether that be on iTunes, YouTube, or your favorite podcast provider so you don't miss out on any of the great episodes that we have. Once again, thank you again for your support. And I look forward, as always, to speaking and interacting with each of you again soon.